Uh, so season four was kind of fun, super scary. It's my first time doing that. Going into the 2019 waste management, the PGA Tour had adopted a strategy around more outreach at their local tournaments. They contacted the Thunderbirds who run the Phoenix Open about having a special Olympics athlete participate. So when I hit in the buckle, I don't like buckles actually. So Gary said, okay, said right, can I take yeah. it out? Can I take it out? I said, I got this. I got this. <laughs> I made the buckle shot in the green. Then you made the part. Then you made the part. We finished the day. We really thought the experience was over. When we saw the video and saw the reactions, we knew that was going to change our lives. It just went very viral very quickly and it really became part of the movement, the ability to teach others with disabilities to play golf. Amy became role model for what you might be able to do in the golfing community with an intellectual disability. Welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with the entrepreneurs, innovators, disruptors, and influencers who are shaping the future of golf. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Before we get started, I wanted to thank British Columbia Golf for being our episode presenting partner. British Columbia Golf has supported the Mod Golf Podcast for over five years, helping me bring you impactful stories like the one we are about to hear. So today I have an episode for you with someone that will inspire you, will educate you. This is a story of, I would say, perseverance, but most of all about joy and even fun. Like this is going to be a great story. So this is a young woman who I've had the chance just to know through Instagram and also through LinkedIn following her story. And that young woman is Amy Walkerstadi. And Amy, we're joined here also with her dad, Joe, today. She was a college golfer and disabilities advocate with Down syndrome. And Amy is the first person with Down syndrome to receive an athletic scholarship to attend college, where she just finished up at Paradise Valley Community College in Arizona. So with that, I'm just going to put it out there. Amy and Joe, welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. Thank, thank you, you, Colin. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You're welcome. So Amy, I'm going to ask you this question, and Joe, you can help and embellish it in any way you feel is necessary. So Amy, I want to ask you this. Tell us about the first time in your life that you ever picked up a golf club and swung it and hit a golf ball. And who was that person that made that happen for you? I was starting golf in eighth grade when I was 14 years old. And when was the first time you played? Yeah, my dad took me to charity golf, golf outing. He took me some distance. So in the spring of her seventh grade year, her grade school was holding a charity scramble to benefit the athletics department. And so we bought a foursome, uh, my older daughter, her husband, and me. And so I invited Amy to attend the scramble. She was not a golfer at that point. There were friends from her school that were going to be there. And I said, you can bring some juice and snacks and music right along with us in the cart. And if you want to hit a shot, you can, but you don't have to. So I bought her a child seven iron. And without any practice, we had not taken her to the range. There was sort of no expectations. And we started playing the rounds. Amy decided she wanted to hit a couple of shots, got out, hit the ball with her seven iron. And we looked at each other and said, holy cow, this girl can hit a golf ball. <laughs> and so that was really the beginning of her golf career. 
we came home, talked to my wife, Jenny, about it. And Jenny is immediately, well, we need to get her lessons. Then we need to get her involved. Golf is a sport you can play your entire life. And what a great athletic endeavor that might be for her. So she started in the golf lessons at that point with her coach, uh, Matt Acuff, who's still her coach today. Actually, we uh, went to see Matt this morning prior to the podcast. So Amy's still in lessons with Matt about, what, 10, 11 years later. That was the beginning. She just had some natural ability to get the club on the ball and get the ball moving down the course. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Amy, you are an ambassador for the I Got This Foundation. And that term, I Got This, there is a story behind that that I believe revolves around something awesome that happened at the 2019 Phoenix Open with Gary Woodland. Can you tell me about what happened at the Waste Management Phoenix Open? Um, yes. Uh, the CCF was kind of fun with Gary. It's my first time doing that. And I love to up with him. My coach was there. This caddy on the road. I love it. It was my favorite. Gary was my big fan. So we are testing buddies. Yeah, so uh, going into the 2019 uh, waste management, the PGA Tour had adopted a strategy around more outreach at their local tournaments. And so they contacted the Thunderbirds who run the Phoenix Open about possibly having a special Olympics athlete participate somehow in that tournament. So Thunderbirds reached out to Special Olympics. Special Olympics reached out to us. Amy, at that point, had played high school golf and had just started her college career. The idea originally was, would Amy or a Special Olympics golfer like to walk the hole with Gary Woodland, the prior year champion? So the initial conversation was, would uh, we be interested in walking the hole? And of course, yes, we would love to do that if the schedule allowed. And Jenny went back and said, well, she's a pretty accomplished golfer. Why doesn't she play the hole? Then they came back with, well, why don't we let her hit a tee shot? We're like, you know, you don't know Amy. If she hits a tee shot, she's going to want to finish the hole. (laughs) Right. That's what you're doing golf, right? And so we sent off a video of her swing and her bios so Gary knew what she had done. And so Gary uh, looked at the information and agreed to allow Amy to play the hole with him. So the day was created really between PGA Tour, Special Olympics, and the Thunderbirds with its purpose to sort of demonstrate outreach from Gary Woodland being the prior year's champion to the community. It turned out far different in a better way than anybody at that point expected. But it was really the first effort to try to do that. And obviously, it worked out pretty well for everybody. Yeah, no doubt. So Amy, I understand you hit your tee shot into the bunker. What happened next after you were in the bunker? What happened on the rest of the hole? So when I hit in the bunker, I don't like buckles, actually. <laughs> I had so much fun. So Gary said, okay, said right, can I take yeah, it out? Can I take it out? Right. And you said what? Yep. I said, I got this. I got this. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. What did you do out of the bunker? I made the bunker shot in the green. Right. Yes. What? Then then made the par. Then you made the par. You made your 10-foot putt. You got up and down in front of all those people. That is amazing. Wow. That is so good. So what happened next then? I got this went a little bit viral or a lot of bit viral there. So both of you, tell us what happened next then. 
I got this foundation for my 21st birthday to teach people these abilities to learn how to play golf. Yeah, so it was uh, obviously we were all very excited the day of the event. Gary, Matt Cooch were obviously completely surprised. And as you saw in the video, everybody was so excited. We finished the day and we really thought the experience was over at that point. Like we knew Amy had been mic'd up and Matt and Gary had been mic'd up and they had videotaped, but we really weren't thinking about what they might do with that. There was a very nice piece on Sports Channel that night that talked about Amy making par. And we thought, well, that was a good run. And uh, we really had fun. And now we're on to the next thing. And then the following morning, the PGA Tour released the two and a half minute video that went viral on Facebook. When we saw the video and saw the reactions to the video, we knew pretty quickly that was going to change our lives. It just went very viral very quickly. And Amy suddenly was recognized everywhere, and it really became part of a, of a movement for us in terms of paying it forward, the ability to teach others with disabilities to play golf. And really, Amy became sort of a role model for what you might be able to do in the golfing community with an intellectual disability. Now, I want to ask you this with Gary Woodland. He ended up winning his first major championship. And who did he say, Amy, was responsible for helping him win that championship? Yes, we saw him on TV, actually, at the US Open. He won, and I was so happy. Because he was like, oh my gosh, okay, I was doing like, like this. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy to my TV. He FaceTimed me, actually. He FaceTimed me his trophy. And it will say, congrats to him, congratulations, I miss you. And then what about the Today Show? A oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the Today Show, it was so much fun to see him, actually. He said, hasn't seen me in a while. He wanted to go to a Today Show. So he said, we want that together. So I did his best friend. And he surprised you on the yeah, Today Show, he right? surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we were actually at Ponte Vedro during that U.S. Open. I had been given the uh, Father of the Year Award by Golf Week magazine related, wow, to that, related to that video. And we had gone up to Ponte Vedro. We were going to visit the PGA Tour headquarters on that Monday. And so Sunday was Father's Day. And the next day we were planning to visit the PGA Tour headquarters. So we were playing golf at TPC Sawgrass that day, uh, Sunday, and then we, of course, immediately went to a television to watch the tournament as Gary was in the lead. So we were visiting Paul Tesori's wife, Michelle. So Paul at that time was Webb Simpson's caddy, and they have a child with Down syndrome, Isaiah. We watched the tournament with Michelle at their house that evening, uh, coincidentally, they had arranged for us to be captured on video reacting to Gary's putt. And then Gary FaceTimed Amy that immediately after the tournament while we were at uh, the Tesori's house. And so it became another moment, if you will, that went viral where Gary and Amy connected. He did credit her for winning the trophy together. A couple of days later, he surprised her at the Today Show. It was a terrific experience. So what was the, the most fun for you at the Today Show? Who did you sit next to while you were getting makeup on? Oh, yeah, uh, Carson Daly. Carson Daly. So she and Carson <laughs> Daly became friends because they got makeup together and chatted for a bit, waiting to go on the show. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. So I understand the the waste management video has now over 54 million views and counting. I'm sure the Today Show, millions and millions also. So now you've got this traction. You've got this awareness out there in the public realm to both of you. So what was the next step as far as then thinking about creating the I Got This Foundation? I'm involved with some charities and I know it is a lot of work to run them, maintain them, but I can only imagine to get them going from an idea to where you are now. So to ask the simple question, how did the I Got This Foundation start? was started on Amy's 21st birthday in October of 2019. We were running around the country in the summer of 2019 doing charity events and scrambles and tournaments and different things. Amy was approached by a number of parties to come participate. She was the keynote speaker at the National Down Syndrome Congress in front of a couple thousand people that summer. That's where she introduced the What Is Your Superpower speech. And we kept hearing from people, you know, you've now got this platform, what are you going to do with it? One of the learnings is that in Amy's golf career, she was typically the first person with Down syndrome everywhere she went to play, first in high school to make a state tournament, to play varsity golf, to get a college scholarship, to play in a national championship in college. And we really rallied around the idea that we'd like to help more people with intellectual disabilities learn to play golf. Golf is an inclusive atmosphere. Anybody who can play golf can play with anybody else. And so it opens up so many doors. You see so many cool places, meet so many fun people. And we wanted to create that opportunity for others. And so we started the foundation in 2019. 2020 was, of course, COVID, so we didn't do a lot at that point. In 2021, we rolled out the I Got This Golf Academy, which has continued to be a cornerstone of the services that the foundation offers. In order to support the I Got This Golf Academy, we've created the I Got This Instructor Academy to help teach teaching pros how to adapt their uh, strategies to people with intellectual disabilities. And then we now offer also the I Got This Championship, which is an annual tournament for people with intellectual disabilities to come together and compete. Our mission is to grow the game of golf. They had golf instruction and playing opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities. And so it's been a a wonderful journey, a lot of work as you uh, offered up earlier. We were fortunate enough to have a benefactor sponsor our executive director for a period of three years. So we were able to hire a fantastic executive director, Tracy Hupko, who came to us from the LPGA, who uh, has tremendous experience in all aspects of golf. Today, Amy is an ambassador for I Got This. We do a lot of functions on behalf of I Got This. And our mission really is to find more people who play golf with intellectual disabilities and can really just uh, blend into the community, right? That's one area of golf that I think we think has been underserved and we want to be the catalyst to bring that up to par with others. Amazing. Well, I, I love this and I love what you're doing. So Amy, wanted to ask you, since you've spoken in front of 2,000 people, gosh, I'd get nervous in front of that many people speaking, and your talk was about your superpowers. So what do you consider, what are your superpowers, Amy? Um, I am strong, I'm confident, 
I'm proud to be happy and powerful. That was my power pose mantra. So in high school, Amy went to an LPGA leadership academy. So LPGA puts on a number of leadership academies a year for teenage girls. It's a two or three day event. And it's really about personal leadership skills coupled obviously with golf instruction and and mental training. And one of the sessions at the LPGA Leadership Academy is on your superpower. One of the instructors dons a a Wonder Woman costume with full attire, and they help each of the girls develop their personal mantra, what they call the power pose. And so Amy learned her power pose at the Leadership Academy. I'm strong, I'm confident, I'm proud to be happy, powerful. And so we often use the power pose going into events, going into golf tournaments, going into moments in time where you really want to get focused and you really want to be confident and you really want to put your best out there. Well, I'm, I'm playing a match play competition on Saturday. I think I'm going to have to find my power pose on the first tee to give, me, go, right? give me some confidence. You're inspiring me here, both of you. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so good. We are now going to take a short break to learn about our episode presenting partner, British Columbia Golf. When I mentioned Amy's episode to the folks at British Columbia Golf, they immediately wanted to support it, as one of their goals is to create a sport that is accessible and inclusive. They strive to create a golf environment that is respectful of participants' personal goals and is free from all forms of maltreatment. As a provincial arm of Golf Canada, British Columbia Golf supports women golfers and players of all ages, while continually working to improve partner relationships to increase participation in the sport. If you're looking to plan your next amazing golf trip, British Columbia Golf is the place to explore and book from the over 300 golf courses they support across our beautiful province. To learn about the impact that they are making and discover your next golf adventure, check out their website at www.britishcolumbiagolf.org. So Amy, on the golf course, what club is your superpower club? What shot do you love to hit the most that's your superpower shot? My favorite club is Pato because it's a system. She loves to putt and her coach works with her on making sure her lag putts and her chips are in the safe zone. So she's always looking to get to that three feet circle to make that next one and give me. Although sometimes hitting it at 10 feet in front of Gary Woodland and making a putt on national TV you're pretty good at that too. So your putter is your superpower club. I love this. So have you ever come close to hitting a hole in one, Amy? How close have you come in your life? Um, I put the 11th hole at Pepper Beach. Yeah, so she's what? come close to that. She did. We played in a an event for Zexio Golf a couple of years ago, a parent-child event that Amy right. was the keynote speaker. She played fantastic, and among her accomplishments at Pebble Beach was she birdied hole 11. So that was big fun for everybody, right? Wow. Now, she has come close to hole-in-ones quite a bit. She's never had one. I'll tell you my favorite story on that. So this would have been 2019. Uh, We went to the ESPYs, and the ESPYs have a charity golf outing in front of the show. And so they invited Amy to be the celebrity participant in that golf tournament. It was at Pelican Hills in Newport Beach. We played on a par three all day. So she hit a par three shot for every team that came through. And the very first team, the very first shot. So you're talking now seven in the morning. It's about 120 yard downhill par three. 
Amy steps up for the team, flushes her, probably would have been about a six hybrid to about six inches. And we've got it on tape. And so wow. the crazy, right? Very first shot in the morning, she almost makes a hole in one. And of course they birdied the hole. And so that's been kept for eternity. And actually we use that video in her superpower speech. So that's a, a moment that's kind of fun for folks to see. I love that. That's about how close I've come three times. I've come within like three, four inches also. Yeah. We'll get We're both going to get our first hole in one, Amy, very soon. I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel it. We'll get it. Of course, it'll come in a time when we weren't thinking about it, right? That, that's how that always happens. It always seems to do that. Absolutely. So a couple more questions for you, Amy, but I want to ask you this. So you play a lot of golf with a lot of people, but if you could choose four people, I'm sorry, three people to play with in your foursome, who would be in your dream foursome your dream group to play a round of golf with um uh, nick jonas uh-huh grant uh, gustin and gary woodland, gary woodland. so nick jonas and the jonas brothers right Zach efron from high school musical right grant gustin is the flash on television and of course gary she'd love to play around with gary so there kind of a poor people, but still, we she, that, that, that's her dream group, right? Yeah. That, that's yeah. great. And Well, if Nick Jonas is listening today, or if anybody knows Nick, we're putting it out there to the universe. Connect with Amy, because Amy wants to play a round of golf. I hear Nick Nick does play, and he's a pretty good golfer, I understand. Right. So right. That would be amazing. Fun round. Yeah, I bet. I have a feeling that's going to happen, too. Maybe you'll get your hole-in-one when you play with Nick Jonas. That would be Double amazing. Of course. <laughs> of course, absolutely. So I want to understand or hear from both of you about the future for the I Got This Foundation. You're doing lots of things here, it seems. Like, where do you see this going, let's say, in five or 10 years? Uh, just tell me a little more about the future of the I Got This Foundation and, and what your aspirations are. So why don't you talk about what you're doing these days and what you've got going forward, right? Yeah. I'm playing um USF more data golf tournaments, also theater, uh, doing sports and music. And a job. And a job. Right. A job advice. Yeah. So for Amy, it's really a blended set of activities. So we've now started playing in what's called adaptive golf tournaments. So they're tournaments for people with disabilities of various types. There's actually, I think, around 15 divisions. And so Amy plays in the intellectual division. So she's playing a variety of tournaments around the country. The USGA's Adaptive Open is sort of the premier event in that community. And she's now played in uh, both the inaugural and second uh, U.S. Adaptive Opens. She's also playing next year in the Cairns Cup, which is a Ryder Cup style event for disability between the U.S. and Europe. That's taking place in Michigan, uh, I believe it's in August of next year. And so she'll be one of a dozen team members on the USA team competing in the Cairns Cup. Uh, and then she's now working as a courtesy clerk at Fry's Bagging Groceries, and that's been great. And she's currently Rudolph and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. She's in theater this week, so she actually performed last night for the first time. Uh, and she has two more performances at the end of the week in the theater show. And so that's sort of Amy's busy life. For the foundation, our a five to 10 year goal is to continue to reach 
uh, our constituents, people with Down syndrome and other intellectual disabilities, get golf introduced to that crowd, make the attendees, the participants, help them become capable of playing a round of golf, an 18-hole independent round of golf with their family, with friends, with others, and then uh, ultimately play in our championship and other competitive tournaments. One of the really cool things about Amy's experience is we've heard stories of many families who were inspired by Amy's par and have taken up golf with their children, right? And so I really think we'll see a group of younger golfers with Down syndrome and intellectual disabilities coming up that maybe got their start because they saw Amy's video and uh, maybe we met them at some point along the way. We're really looking forward to that a blossoming of capability in our community such that you could walk up on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning and be part of a foursome and play and not stand out, right? You're just part of the group playing around the golf and having fun like everybody. That's really well, where we want to be. I love love this. I've had the the honor and the pleasure to cover the 2018 USA Special Olympics in Seattle. And I did an episode from there where all of the golfers were uh, neurodivergent, I guess is the term we, right. we, we can yeah. use, and across the full spectrum from scratch golfers to some that were just out there putting the ball and, and whooping it up and having a great time and with their families and seeing kind of the unfiltered joy they were all getting from the event and the community that's around that and just opened my eyes to kind of this beautiful community that that exists and i know that you're definitely part of that community and raising the awareness so to that i wanted to ask the, the last question on that awareness piece more for you joe on this question have you found over the years let's say since amy was was born have you found the public perception and acceptance of neurodiverse people like Amy more accepting and looking at what they can do, what their superpowers are, rather than what they cannot do? So really embracing them and, and looking at their abilities rather than their disabilities? Yeah, that's a great question. So a couple of things. When Amy was born in 1998, the community was still a bit immature in terms of the development of support systems and enablement for, you know, the maximum abilities of her life and others. We were in Fort Wayne, Indiana when Amy was born. So we were part of a group that formed a local support group at that point. And that whole community has blossomed since 1998, where it's really built out around the country and there's uh, uh, quite a bit of a support system available. So I, I will say this about acceptance today versus 25 years ago. We talk frequently about Amy's Village and Amy's Village are the host of people who have stepped up at certain times in her lives to sort of help propel her forward. I'll tell you just a couple of examples, sort of one way back and one forward. So when Amy's coach started working with her, he came to us very quickly and said, she is capable of more than you realize. And that was an example of really a superhero in her life who helped us rethink what Amy might be able to accomplish in the game of golf. Like she is capable of being more of a golfer. At that point, you're not really thinking in those terms. Then you roll forward in eighth grade, she participated in a golf club at her grade school. And the coach came up to Jenny after the, the session was over and said, I think Amy can play high school golf. 
And at that point, thinking that a little girl with Down syndrome could play varsity golf with a school of 2,500 students just wasn't imaginable for us. And so there's been those kinds of outside superheroes in our lives that have really participated in moving her forward along her journey. I'll tell you one last story, which is really recent. You talk about Special Olympics. We were in Berlin in, in June for the World Games. Amy represented the U.S. in 18-hole uh, independent competition, and it was a tough experience. We were two hours from the course. The course was a difficult course. There were 133 bunkers on an 18-hole course. Uh, we walked it. There weren't uh, riding carts. It was a physically difficult four days of competition. And after day two, uh, I was talking to Jenny, and she was back here in the States and remarked how somebody had come to visit Amy and really cheered her up the last couple of holes. And so Jenny got the idea of reaching out to Amy's village to get uh, notes of encouragement, videos, little video snippets of encouragement for her that we could then take to the course and I could show Amy these videos over the next couple of days. So Jenny reached out to 20 people overnight. We got 17 videos from these 20 people of encouragement for Amy that I was able to show her on the golf course, including Gary Woodland sent a fabulous video Jessica Corda, who's a friend, sent a fabulous video. My boyfriend. Uh, her boyfriend sent her favorite video, of course. And it really just is an example of the community of love and support and acceptance that have come to surround Amy and uh, made a difference. So on her third day, I think she improved by 11 or 12 shots. And on her fourth day, she improved by another six. So, and stamina gets more difficult as you go through. So we attribute that pick me up to Amy's village coming to her defense when she needed it most to help her sort of lift up and carry through the tournament. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that story that it does take a village and it sounds like you have a loving one that surrounds and embraces you, Amy. Well, I hope we have a chance to meet in person one day very soon. And if you have an extra spot in a golf foursome, I'm not as famous as Nick Jonas, but perhaps you'd let me play a round of golf with you. You beat me, though. I'm a 14 handicap, so you're going to have to give me some strokes. 21, so it's probably a good match. There we go. Yes, we'll have a good match and have some fun. Maybe we'll both hit hole-in-ones that day. That would be, that would be amazing. Yes. Absolutely. That would be great. So to finish up here, Joe, could you please let our listeners know where they can learn more about Amy and connect with her and also how they can find out more and perhaps even donate to the I Got This Foundation? You bet. So Amy is on uh, social media. She's on Instagram. She's on LinkedIn and she's on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And very, very active. Instagram is the format where you'll see the latest pictures, events, Jenny keeps pretty good track of Amy's journey on Instagram. And so you're welcome to come follow her on any of those. The I Got This Foundation is www.igotthis.foundation. Our programming is on there. Uh, our mission, all of the information uh, that you might need is on that website. Uh, and of course, the opportunity to donate. And then Amy's also, if, if you need any sort of bio, uh, biographical information, she's also on Wikipedia. So you can find typically what's latest and greatest with her there as well. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, the, the three of us are now going to jump over for a video conversation for our Mod Golf YouTube channel. Where we're going to ask a few other questions, have some fun over there, and get a chance to include some, uh, some images and some video there also. So I do encourage all of our listeners here to become viewers over there. And as I always do in the show notes, I will include the link to our video. And I will also include the link to everything Joe had just mentioned there to connect with Amy and the I Got This Foundation to make it nice and easy for you to connect with them. So, wow, well, what a conversation today. I, I want to thank you both. So Amy Walker-Steady and also her father, Joe, thanks so much for joining us today on the Mod Golf Podcast. That was amazing. Amy, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Colin, thank you very much. Thank it's you. been a privilege. We've enjoyed it. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on our homepage to hear about upcoming episodes and to enter our latest golf product giveaway. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks very much for joining me. Bye for now.